And welcome back to another edition of Podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I am Mark Carey, his media director, sitting in his honest office. Hello, Mayor. Hello, Mark. Looking out the old glory out there, right outside our window. Isn't it nice? It's beautiful. And what a patriotic city and a patriotic weekend we had. And, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit because we really need to encapsulate. Your, I want to hear your thoughts. I'm sure other folks that are listening want to hear. Um, I've re- had many people that are friends of mine that I've bumped into and seen, and I'm sure you have. I know I'm looking at a pile of letters that you've received, uh, you know, on how joyous of an occasion it was. And let's talk about the General's Bridge, Park and Bridge dedication sure. last weekend that was really um, something else. It really was something else. And um, a lot of people were, the term I kept hearing, were blown away truly by the events of the weekend. Um, as you know, we had a private gala the night before, which raised some money for the returning veterans of Semper Fi and America's Fund. Uh, and that was that was incredible. And Joe Dunford, uh, one of the generals we honored, was the keynote speaker. And we had a number of veterans with us that had been helped by the Semper Fi Fund. Uh, these men and women who had seen uh, some serious combat and were severely injured uh, have been taken care of by this fund. So, you know, we wanted to do something meaningful beyond honoring these guys and presenting the statues. That was kind of a mandate by General Dunford. He really wanted to do something more, honoring the men and women in uniform. So out of all of this discussion early on, and you know, we've talked about it before, was was to do something special for the veterans in addition to the park and bridge dedication. So we're thrilled that we raised a million two for the Simplify Fund, which is going to help a lot of veterans in need when they come home to a hopefully a grateful country. And we had some incredible corporate sponsors this community is amazing, Mark. I, I talk about it all the time. The community assets we have, I could go on and on. What about great city is? And one of that is the one of them. I should say is, is the incredible partnership we have in the community with our corporate citizens. Yeah. I mean, they they stepped up. You know, it was through their efforts, through their donations that pay for all of the extras for the weekend. You know, you saw it, the bleaches, the video, the sound system, the stage. Oh, yeah. All those things, which are very expensive, were paid for by the corporate citizens. So, again, thank you to them for allowing the event to be the event that it was. I mean, right. obviously, the city worked on it, city teams. Yeah, the people were blown away. You, you just alluded to I got a pile of, of handwritten notes, a bunch of emails, calls, people looking for a program book, a challenge coin. They couldn't make it. We're mailing a bunch of those out to people. Uh, people, a lot of a great excitement. And I think that uh, we needed this. We've had a long 18 months of uh, what I view has been really anti-American sentiment. And I think it's lousy displaced. I really do. So I think having an event like this where we're honoring our nation our men and women in uniform, the leaders in uniform, our city, really. It connects our heritage generationally, but we needed this. And I think that was the, that was the feeling with a lot of people. They, they needed this right now. That's what I was thinking. I was just about to say that. I know that this wasn't by choice or by design, but I thought it was weaved through the event on Saturday really uh, in a classy way, just the right amount of the fact that it was it was originally scheduled for May, but then it had to be booked on September 11th due to schedule conflicts with all the G- getting all the generals in the same place at the same well, time. Well, it was originally, you know, May 15th, which is Armed Forces Day, and we had to make that decision back in February, March, because there's so much planning, as you well know. And at that time, the COVID numbers were still not great. Yeah, so we right. had to make a decision based on the COVID. So then looking at the schedule for September, that was one of the dates. And we talked about it. I talked to the governor about it, talked to General Dunford about it, General McConville about it. And the date worked. And we said, you know, why not 
it was obviously 20th anniversary, and I think we honored it very well, mm. what it meant to the nation. But it was the men and women in uniform that stepped up immediately after 9-11 to get in to serve, to, yeah. to go after the, uh, the terrorists that, that did this to our country. So I think there was a very a natural tie-in. The city still did our fire department program at the main firehouse. And as you said, we weaved it in. I mean, we spoke about probably the first time publicly we talked about the two people from Quincy mm. who were killed, one in an office and one was on one of the planes. And a great event um, to do that at, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it was well done. I really do. And I don't say that patting my head. I'm, I'm alluding to all the speakers that, that spoke. They, they all respected the day, and I think, it was, I think it was well done. I truly do, yeah. And to pull all those and to pull all those people together, that was the only day that we were able to, actually able to do it. I think, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the reality was the the gentleman that um, you know we most had to work around was General McConville, Chief of Staff of the Army. His schedule, you know, a lot of the other guys are retired, so they they're more flexible. It was really McConville's schedule that we worked around, and uh, you know, we wanted to do it September, not knowing if the variants kind of be back this fall, you know, before it gets too tough. And we didn't want to be there in July baking in the heat, you know. I think that would have been tough. Uh, I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful September day. It was warm, but not too hot. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous day. So, no, I, you know, the date is, was the date, and I, I still stand by that. I would do it again. Yeah. Uh, I think it worked well. Well, it was a beautiful day, and even the program worked out really nicely. I mean, every general got to speak for a little bit, and to have all those generals in one place at one time, too, was, with the living generals with us was very Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, the whole event, as you know, we it was it was well planned out. We had a great team. I mean, I, nobody can do anything by themselves. We, we have an incredible team. I mentioned the corporate partners, but... You know, staff members in my office here, uh, Mark, department heads, employees that just stepped up to volunteer to help. Mm. You know, the preparation ahead of time to get the area scrubbed, if you will, <laughs> cleaned up, touched up, you know, new painting, some of the light poles and, and getting the city spruced up, which which is, we should be doing anyway, which is yeah. a good thing. This yeah. is, one of the great compliments I get from business to our city is how clean and how beautiful it is. So. I like that. I really like to hear that. And we should be that way. I know you so, do. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the old park director in me, I guess. But, yeah. you know, from the flag raisings, we had, it got very emotional. And very very emotional. So. And and we had a number of people who have served that stood and raised the flag for each of the branch flags. Yeah, all, fi- uh, all five branches, we did raisings for each, all five branches, the city, the state, and song. the United States flags. Yeah, yeah, the five branches and then the city flag and the U.S. flag and, and obviously the state flag all went up together to the national anthem. That, that in itself was moving. Watch those individuals yeah. with the pride they had in serving and the respect they showed for the flag. It just powerful. We need it. Yeah, we need it. And then, of course, we shifted over to uh, the formal program at the stage, which was across the street from, from the park itself and one of the parking lots that will someday have a building on it. Yep, yep. But we had to fly over at the start, a couple that of jets. Unexpected. It was unexpected. Uh, <laughs> the timing was terrific just as the generals were marching in, and uh, that flew over. Of course, we concluded with a howitzer. Salute. Yeah, my ears Which are still... Is, what? Yeah, it's pretty what? incredible. What? Uh, I kiddingly said at the ceremony, I'm sure the police department's going to get some calls, and I'm sure they did. That is loud. But it's so impressive that that 50 by 80 flag uh, hung over by Hollimore and Ali uh, Shaughnessy, the cranes. Yeah. What a sight. The flag above, the howitzers going off, the smoke, the, the flyover. All of that was a salute to the military. Salute yeah. to the men and women who serve, have served, continue to serve. And we said consistently, and Joe Dunford and I had a lot of conversations about this, that the hope is that this park and these stories provide an inspiration for future generations, that we have a responsibility as Americans 
It's not just handed to you and you're not, you know, you're not to do anything. We handed incredible freedoms, liberties. Come with with that is 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 responsibility. How do we how do we contribute? How do we give back? How do we pay forward? And that can be done by being a scout leader, a coach yeah. in a softball team, a yeah. being involved in your PTO, uh, helping at the shelter. I mean, there's a million ways to do it. You don't have to be a general in the service to give back and be responsible for what makes this country great. And uh, who was the famous Frenchman that traveled the land way back when and was searching why is this country? De Tocqueville. There we go. Yeah. And, and he talked about that and he looked for the, you know, why is this country yeah. great? And at the end of the, the day, he said, this country is great because it's good. Yeah. Goodness yeah. makes it great. That know? used to be required reading, Democracy in America by Alex de Tocqueville. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty, pretty neat stuff. It really was. All those generals were there. It was great to have everyone. The speeches were amazing. Their families introducing them. It was just a wonderful day. By the way, by the way, let me, let me say this. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, Mark. Yeah. The, the generals, they, they hit the pinnacle of their career. These guys don't so seek this. They don't go into the service thinking they're going to be a general, for that matter, a colonel. It, it happens because of who they are, what they represent, their work ethic, their character, their integrity. They have chosen to lead uh, based on those things. And these guys, I talked to some of those generals. They moved, some cases, 23, 24 different times. Talking to one of the general's kids who was in three different high schools. I mean, the sacrifice, you think about that. We, we talk about the sacrifice on the battlefield. But there is a sacrifice in the lifestyle they choose for the families. Yeah. And I don't think that's, that's said enough, the sacrifice of the families that, that are obviously uh, our spouses and children. They have to deal with an awful lot yeah. of interruption in their yeah. lives because of their service. Uh, it's, and that should be said, grateful for their, for their commitment in, in a real way. So, well, and you know, one of the things about these are all, these are all high ranking generals and to spend some time with them, the one, the living generals that we were able to spend some time with, uh, right. which is, was a privilege. Thank you. You, you really get the, first of all, the, the, personality of these guys and the incredible humility of these guys yes. is sort of powerful yes. and how high ranking they've become and just I've all kid- from Quincy. As you know, I've kiddingly said, um, I get a lot of colleagues in government and I work with a lot of great people, but these generals don't have half the ego that a number of people, colleagues in local government have. It's, it is amazing when you see that. And I think that's part of the leadership quality and virtue that is reason they're chosen. Yeah. They're not these big macho individuals, although I wouldn't mess with any of them, (laughs) but they're, they're, uh, they've got that strong character and that humility and it's, it's incredible. Well, and there's Dunford, there's, um, Dunford was the former chief chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and commandant of the Marine Corps. Right. And, uh, right. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, McConville, who was the uh, chief of staff of the army, of course, Sullivan was the former chief of staff of the army. Rand McGinn and Sweeney was another one that was obviously somebody who's Keith. not with us anymore. He's been in Keefe as well. But Sweeney was somebody I know that we wanted to just talk about. Some. Yeah, well, we had a real special guest who spoke about Sweeney. And that oh, was, man. and we could do a show just on him, we, Captain I know. Richard Stratton, who yeah. was a incredible individual, grew up in Montclair, uh, went off to the seminary, left high school early to go in the seminary, yeah. spent six years in the seminary, decided it really wasn't for him. And then went to Georgetown and went to the Navy and became a flyer and was, you know, shot down over Vietnam and, and spent six years and two months in a prison being tortured. And, yeah. uh, I mean, the story's incredible with, with 500 some others over there at the time. But the point is for him being here that day was he knew Charlie Sweeney. He lived three 
doors down from General Sweeney, General Sweeney was kind of a hero to him growing up, as a lot of those World War II guys were. Sure, sure. They were the example. There was no baloney back then. But why These guys that? stepped up. They were trying to get in at 16 years old, lying to get in the service to defend what we know as the ideals that we have in this country. I mean, I don't know. I'm not so sure it would have that same kind of sentiment today. Right. So these guys grew up in the Depression, these men and women. Go off to serve, come back and build the country. Now, what Stratton was, was emphasizing was the, the point of Sweeney's mission that historically has been um, played with. Uh, there's folks that, that are out there believe that Charlie Sweeney was a murderer, that, um, you know, this whole, this, it was misguided, the whole, and, and I think that, and I want to say this again, I've said this before, people are entitled to their opinions, but they're not entitled to their own facts. And the reality is we were the good guys in World War II. They were clearly good guys and bad guys. Absolutely. Germany invaded Europe. Japan invaded the Pacific. They were the Axis powers. They were the bad guys. No question, no debate. They wanted to rule and, the world. And, and we talked yeah. to the people that said in an email that General Sweeney was out to destroy the Asian race. Japan invaded China, Manchuria, the Philippines, mm -hmm. the entire Pacific, and then, of course, Pearl Harbor. We weren't the bad guys. And the decision by then-President Harry Truman to drop this new bomb on Japan, the goal was to end the war swiftly. Yeah. Because the facts are, these are the facts, folks. Mm. Some people may not like to hear them, but these yeah. are the facts. Yeah. That it was estimated that we would have, could have lost up to a million men and women invading the mainland of Japan to bring the war to a conclusion. In addition, millions of Japanese civilians would have died because they were trained... The whole kamikaze thing was right. new in the world in right. war. Yeah. But civilians were trained to fight to the end. Kids were trained with bamboo sticks, sharpening them that if a soldier came. It was, it was a mentality. It was a brainwashing of society at the time. So they weren't going to go down easy. So the idea was to bring a, a swift end to the war by these, and there were only two bombs, as in we know historically. In 1945, too, by the in way. In 1945, yeah. well after... Millions had died at the hands of the Japanese and the and the German armies, and uh, again, know your facts, folk. The war was brought to an end. Charlie Sweeney, in my opinion, is a hero. He was on involved in both flights for both bombs, and he talked about afterwards. He doesn't take pride in dropping the bomb and killing people. That wasn't the point. Exactly. He takes pride in being part of bringing the war to an end. Saving millions more. Millions of lives. That's correct. Both That's Japanese correct. and American. That's yeah. correct. Uh, across the board. And now yeah. Japan is a great, great ally and Absolutely. a great democracy. And yes. That's the other part. Of, uh, keep in mind, the people that hate this country, I'm sick and tired of these people out there that do nothing but tear down this country. People in this country. And that people this in this country. country. And, and you go to South Korea, Japan, there's people over there that think more American than we do because mm. of the gift we gave them. Think about it. We didn't conquer. We won the war. We could have taken over those countries and claimed victory. We beat them. They're ours now. No, we rebuilt their countries and created a great opportunity for yeah. these people. Those countries are thriving. South Korea, Japan, Europe, the Marshall Plan. The, the U.S. rebuilt them. I mean, it wasn't a case of conquering it and enslaving people and enslaving economies and grabbing their natural resources. No, the USA brought, obviously, ideals to these nations. Uh, and the, the big one was freedom and liberty that some of these people had never experienced. They didn't, didn't eradicate their culture. That wasn't the goal. Mm. The cultures are beautiful. But you had madmen and tyrannists that were destroying and ultimately were trying to destroy the world in so many ways. So folks out there that uh, may not like what I have to say, although I think most people listening to this probably are in agreement with 
the great <laughs> affinity we have for Old Glory and what it represents in this right. country. No question about it. But those that don't like what I have to say, tough. This is. Uh, <laughs> I just. I'm tired of the the apologies. Uh, uh, public officials and institutions are making it, it's just gone crazy. We got to we got to we got to get back to some normalcy here. Look, at, we're not perfect. From the time this country is put together, the words by Thomas Jefferson in order to form a more perfect union. They knew at the time of the Constitution we didn't get it right because the country was split. We knew at some point there was going to be a great civil war, which happened under uh, President Lincoln, which he's he's in a, we could spend a whole show on him. Oh, what yeah. an incredible he's, incredible yeah. leader he was. But we're still at it. We're still working it. You know, yeah. it's it's we're a a because uh, we'll never perform. We'll never form a more. I mean, a perfect union. So, in always in that search of of of, of uh, forming a perfect union. I mean, John Adams union. said, um, "You know, this Constitution is for religious and moral men. For all others, it 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 fails." I mean, yeah. think about that. Yeah. So, there's got to be a basic basic moral grounding and common values we need to have in this country, and that and that's that's the part that bothers me a little bit. When you see some of these people elected from Congress that weren't born here tearing down this country, you know what? Go home. <laughs> Go back to where you were. I would suggest anyone that has, and our veterans have showed their incredible patriotism and, and value, and you talk to any of them and some of their experiences, and they have a greater appreciation for, for home after experiencing some of what they did in war. War is not pretty. It's horrific. Decisions have to be made in war. Uh, to bring a war to an end. But at the end of the day, this country should hold its head up high. I would suggest that the greatest symbol, known symbol in the world, is our flag. Absolutely. We should be damn proud of it. Everybody's it trying for. to come here for a reason. That's, That's exactly why they're trying right. to come here from Venezuela, bankrupt, France, bankrupt, Greece, bankrupt, can go on and on and on. That's and right. Trying to come so, here. so to the memory of General Stephen Keefe, who f- flew in both World War II and Korea, to the memory of General Charles Sweeney, who we just talked about, to the service of General McGinn, the service of General Rand, General Sullivan, General McConville, and General Dunford, we thank you for your incredible service and dedication in protecting the Constitution and leading our men and women in uniform. We thank them for their incredible, credible service, and they add to the amazing Quincy story of our history in this nation and protecting our nation. They're all from Quincy. What a history, too. What a history to celebrate. Pretty so that's incredible. the other thing. I, a couple of days later, I was there. I stopped by the park afterwards, and there was about 20 people out there looking at it. That's a new... I would encourage people to stop down to corner of McConville and Dunford Drive. And we talked about seven individuals. There are 18 Drennels from Quincy since the Revolutionary yeah, War. Right. And the names are all inscribed in the granite there. Uh, so get out and enjoy it. It's a beautiful passive park, beautiful fountain. Uh, the yeah. piece of it. Uh, and, you know, it does, and now, I, we could go on on this forever, but as this is sort of a recap of the whole event. And one of the things that uh, we look at what that does to that area, that was such a depressed, horrible-looking area forever. We always say the behind-the-child world or behind that area. Sure. That's a, that is starting to look like a really nice area. Well, Mark, now. I often say we're melding the old Quincy with the new Quincy. Yeah. We need to, as a city, you need to move forward. You need to progress. And as those cities that are stagnant stand still, it, they go down, and it's a that's a fact. That's, yeah. that's in in running cities. That's what goes on. So, you know, we are developing. We'll talk more in future shows about what's going to happen in that area with some brand new development, a number of new buildings that's going to surround these new park areas that yeah. we just created. So the new meets the old. I think in a, in a most beautiful way, really does. So that was uh, a, a great event. Uh, most pretty much almost like the uh, Hancock Adams Common event was. Again, just making the city absolutely beautiful. And and again, to our men and women who have served, thank who you. continue to serve, 
Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. We're, uh, we always hold you in our hearts and in our prayers, particularly those in the front lines today. And, you know, one of the things just about with Stratton, I know we're, we're going to go into about 25 minutes here today, but uh, Stratton, one of the things that blew me away by him was listening to him when, you, when we dedicated Stratton Way to him. Oh, sure, Stratton Street. Or, Stratton Street from, from a Montclair kid, and he starts to talk about his six years being tortured in Vietnam. And he says, his, oh, my wife was the one who suffered. She was the one who had to take care of the kids and do all that stuff. Meanwhile, he's being tortured every day for six years. He said to me at breakfast after we went to a beautiful mass at Sacred Heart. Humility. Sunday morning, which was his parish. Yeah. Father Lou did a great job speaking about him. Yeah. He said at breakfast, you know that old saying, wait till your father gets home? My wife was saying that for six years to my three kids. <laughs> so you wow. can imagine the expectation. It's, it's amazing. So a couple of great events coming up here, Mayor. I know in the tradition of what we do here in Quincy and especially what we've been doing the last few years, uh, the the celebrations are continuing. COVID is looking great, by the way. Again, I know there, were, there was an average of like 18 a couple of weeks ago, and now we're new cases a day, and now that's even dropping is what uh, uh, our commissioner, health commissioner said. I talked to him this morning. Yes. And... Uh, we have a great event coming up this Saturday on the 18th. We have at the Hancock Adams Common, we have the Quincy Symphony Orchestra. It's a pop concert. Pop's Amazing concert. group of people with incredible talent to encourage people to come up. It's Truly up between is. City Hall and the First Parish Church. Beautiful location for it. Um, we haven't had uh, the benefit of listening to them in some time because of COVID. So. I know, I know. So that'll be 5 p.m. Uh, come and enjoy the Pops. The a nice uh, evening here with cabaret tables. Is the also Choral chairs. Society involved in it as well? Bring your chairs. symphony. I think it's just the symphony. I'm okay. not sure. Shame on you. You should know I should, that. I should have known that, right, especially with the podcast. I think this but be in, two weeks, in two weeks, I do know that uh, the Food Truck and Music Festival is coming up uh, on, on Cottington Street from noon till and 6 p.m. how do you know that? Because Dick and Jane, my band, oh, is, that's is, right. it's is all playing about you. That's no, right. but the Van Buren's, they have a nice following. Uh, Hate, uh, Ward Hayden and the Outliers, they're, they're a national act. They're, well, you they're know what fantastic. brings me to that event? The whoopie pie truck. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. We know that it's a it's a rule by the mayor. Make sure the whoopie pie truck is there or Absolutely. it's not happening. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mayor, that's, uh, that's, that's enough we can wax on about today. So uh, thank you. We'll see you next time.